Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Nerdy Show. I'm oh, Cap. Man. Hi, this is Tony. Josh. And this is Doug. And today, we're going to talk about Adventure Time. This is an Adventure Time microsode brought to you by Caitlin Kruger. Thank you, Caitlin. She was playing our monthly support drive and decided that, oh, she smelled an opportunity. And so she, wham, bam, knocked us up to another $100 tier. And here we are talking about one of our favorite things. Good really? topic, Caitlin. Adventure Time! Adventure Time? Come on, grab your friends. Like If Doug we sing the entire song, we'll lose more time to talk about Adventure Time. So <laughs> Fair let's, let's cut to the chase here. Adventure Time? It's a show on Cartoon Network. It's one of the most successful things they've ever done. It's created by Pendleton Ward. and uh, It's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's a show. I don't honestly know what audience they thought they were going to have, but it's a show for everybody. Yeah. In they a have very, everybody. very weird way. Uh, our friend Mike, who showed us the, the pilot for it, Yes. Way back, because yeah. I remember seeing the pilot for it. And he was like, "This is gonna be a this is gonna be a new show. It's gonna be on Cartoon Network." And he showed us the pilot on like YouTube, and I remember thinking, "It's not gonna get picked up." Like this is this. Well, like, and it, well, how long? Like six years? Or something? Yeah, it was yeah. it was originally commissioned by Nickelodeon. Yeah, and See, so Cartoon Network had to buy it from Nickelodeon. Yeah, and that I think that was one of the reasons why I was like, eh, "Ain't gonna get picked up because this is just something that's cool. It's gonna be a cool internet thing. It's gonna be buried." Kids shows today are dumb. They're not going to want to have this on TV. But give me back my diamonds. <laughs> it really is for everybody too, because like my girlfriend's a fourth grade teacher, and she and I watch it. And uh, she's telling me a story today how she saw a kid walking through the hall wearing a Jake backpack. A backpack that was Jake, and she stopped him in the hallway just to give him a high five. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because that then creates a sort of relationship of mutual respect between an adult and a child mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that doesn't really. Makes sense, but it's real. And they all like for the same reason. It's not like there's no there's no hidden joke that, that adults are getting that kids aren't, you know? It's like I used to wear Star Wars t-shirts as a kid all the time, and no adult teacher ever high-fived me for wearing a Star Wars t-shirt. Because <laughs> those were jerks, to be fair. Probably, like, man. Except for I... maybe the drama teacher, but he's a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> so Adventure Time is, you know, it's been around for, what, this is third third season now or so? Like fifth. Fifth? I don't, you know, to Cartoon Network, the way they run seasons doesn't really make conventional sense and to television shows. And the way that Adventure Time is it's, aired since it's two half episodes in the same yeah anyway it's it's been around for a little while now but this is really this this year 2012 has really been a hell of a year for adventure time because it's really smashed open to other media it's licensed being licensed like crazy and and being done well so far it hasn't really hit a point of uh of you know shameless bullshit at all it's been really really awesome um, in fact, recently the 3DS game, uh, Hey Ice King, Why'd You Steal Our Garbage came out, <laughs> which I've uh, played and beaten, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode. I think one of the things that helps the fact that it's been licensed out is that it seems very self-aware that it's being licensed. Like the comic book, for example, right. makes complete, it's completely self-aware. It's like, in hey, fact, we're in a comic book now. Hey, we're talking about things like how Finn's name was Penn in the right. it, it actually pilot. It actually, for the first time, integrated the... Adventure Time pilot into continuity and explained why things were different. Why is why is Finn's name is Pin? Why there's a continuity area where uh, sleeping bag disappears in the background? <laughs> things notable things in Adventure Time this year: the Ice King's origin, right? Mm-hmm. Marceline's history. Well, admittedly, Ice King's origin was Christmas last year. For, it, it tied back in though between him and Marceline, right? And Marceline's history with them and how close they are and how that kind of paid off in this recent Return of the Lich. And uh, I, I dug, Spoilers, yeah, by the way, a little bit. I, yeah, I, I guess so. It's it's weird. Uh, Doug, I'm sure this, that you, you're you just now, you're watching. Uh, yeah, I've, moment, I've, so. I'm, I'm starting, I've like, I'm like halfway through season three. I've, I've seen the first, second seasons, but uh, I'm, I'm like still catching up. But like, I don't mind spoilers as much because yeah. Adventure Time is the kind of show where it's like, I don't want to say it's random because it makes it sound like it's not planned, but it's just so... 
whatever. It's I don't 2009. know. Yeah, it's it's so it's so whatever it is. It's so uh, uh, a certain I don't know what. Yeah, it, that, but that but that you just enjoy it regardless. I don't know. So yeah, feel free to spoil for me. Um, you'll get my reaction. There, there is a, the, the weird thing about Adventure Time is that it is it's very it's a very happy go lucky show that does whatever it wants, and at the same time there is episode to episode continuity that's just usually more or less dark, su- subtle, and definitely dark. I mean, um, Finn the human is the last human pending and, a an apocalyptic and, you know, it was, nuclear war. It was war. a long time before it became apparent. I guess it was always part of Pendleton Ward's idea about the show, but maybe not when he did the pilot. But that you know that Adventure Time is a post-apocalyptic children's show. Well, it, it, it isn't in the first season. There's an, there's an episode where they go underwater and they see the ruined cities and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and even ocean. I mean, just in the opening. You mm-hmm. see a, an undetonated. I, I, I meant like bomb. the pilot, the pilot episode from six years ago. No, he I, might he might not have known that then, but it's definitely. I mean, when someone told me, like you know, I saw all this weird stuff, you know, in the background of the show, and you know, there'd be like a, a rusted car with a skeleton, and someone said, like, you know, this is this is meant to be like after the nuclear holocaust. I'm like, that makes so much sense. That's how are they getting away with this? <laughs> That's why mountains are alive. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they cry boulders. <laughs> like. More recently, there was. Um, a absolutely phenomenal multi-part episode where the Lich Returns kills a uh, significant background character, maybe a couple even. It's sort of vague because it all happened in a dream state. <sighs> you, you, you sort of have, see the whole Adventure Time world turned upside down and inside out, and it really gets into the origins of what happened. You see a universe where the bomb never dropped. What happened to the Ice King in that state, where he wasn't necessarily the Ice King, is this doddering old fool. So they spoil. So they t- you're trying to like say they went into like an alternate history, sort of. They went thing? to an alternate present, like an alternate present thing. Like yes, a, wow, even okay. an alternate future to an and, extent. And it was teased for the better part of a year, and it was really, really subtle. There, there, there'd be these weird. Finn would see visions of a version of him that had more angles in his design. Turned out and that, a robotic arm. Yeah, and it turned out that that was the Finn from the alternate present where the bomb never dropped, and he has a family. Weird. That is like, very strange. And there are other humans around. And it's this weird kind of feudal society that also still has futuristic elements to it, and the Ice King's crown is still around, and what if that power was given to somebody else, and then where did the Lich go, and yeah. So they, is that like, is that? so this is like... I mean, oh, actually, I should just wait and see the episode. They, I, I'm, I'm wanting to know more. I'm just, I'm just like, Adventure Time is big. It's really yeah, yeah. big right now. And, I, and it I doesn't mean, seem like it. it the, the continuity sneaks up on you on this in this very... I mean, you keep using the word subtle, but that... And I want to use another word just to avoid redundancy. But, but, but it is. No, it's, that's the only I mean, way it, to it's, put it. It's extremely subtle. Like, they, they know... I, don't, I would love to know what Pendleton Ward's development process is for this show because there's so much going on. Like, there's, they must have, like, a, an incredible and really, like, diverse show Bible... For like, what's really going on with Adventure Time? Or it's just... Do you think they call it the Ankyridian? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> they should call it the Ankyridian. Like, maybe maybe it's just like enough of a, a tight-knit community of uh, of storyboard writers artists and, and writers and all that, that, that it just like, that it happens freeform and they're just, and it's all just, they're just spitball stuff and, and it seems much bigger than it is. Because I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say that, oh yeah, this is, this has been planned out since the beginning and it's all, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, when it when they drop a ball on you, it's like it is always it's really heavy. It's like whoa! And I just gotta I gotta bring up how cool it is how they interact with the fan community and the way that other people have come to appreciate Adventure Time. One of the starling examples of this being Fiona and Cake, right? The Rule sixty three versions of Finn and Jake, and all of a are sudden they in, they're only in one episode still. No, they're coming back. 
But I mean, like as of as of now, they still yeah, as of now there's still just one episode. But I mean, and apparently they need they're, Patrick Harris to come in. They're he only the <laughs> prince. I, I was I was admitted I was a little disappointed when Fiona and Kate just ended up being only the Ice King's fan fiction. I thought that, that was, which was but I thought it worked great though. But, that, it, the, but them now it, it was like, it was great. But I was all like, oh, they're never gonna meet. But they can bring him back. They yeah. can bring it back and do. Anything along with it. It's like no. the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, where yeah. it's just no, episodes like, you know what? Let's just have fun and do whatever we want. And there's even though, I mean, who's to say that it was just a fan fiction? And, and because so, it didn't really feel like fan fiction until the last possible second. Right. And when you got crazy we've had these visions. Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> we've got this these visions that were nothing but vision. They were kind of weird. Who knows what who knows what they were? And then all of a sudden, boom. One of the dark things from the show that I'd like them to return back to, if they haven't already, because I'm not completely caught up, is the stag from the show. The mm. uh the 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 deer that breaks Finn's legs and like uh, licks everybody and sticks them to the walls, pulls off his hooves, and he's got hands to punch Finn with. Like those, th- that character. There's something going on. <laughs> like there's there's some untold story that they hint at. You know what I need to say? But more they just of? pull it away. Blood packed balloons. <laughs> I think they didn't. They all commit suicide in the stratosphere. A few of them did, but who's to say those are the only pack of balloons? That's true. I mean, this kind of blood pack. How many other blood packs does Finn have? Because I mean, and what kind of a kid is he that even goes through and? enters into a blood pact with a series of sentient balloons. You know, you see a desperate balloon. There's some way that he can still feel useful before he kills himself. I, th- I think what's great about Adventure Time is they, they all, they'll do something that's always, it's fun, it's random, it's charismatic, the, the humor is totally surreal and like really, uh, I don't know, it's got this really kind of just relaxed vibe to it. Everything's, everything's casual. A lot of the voice acting even is like really unconventional tree trunks, especially I, I fucking love tree trunks so much. Like, I don't know. I don't know who the little old woman they drag into the studio to record tree trunks is, but it's like, it seems it's com- the whole show is different from anything you've ever seen before and everything, anything you've ever experienced before. They are sort of breaking all the rules and getting away with it, like really getting away with it. And I'm a, I'm a big voice act fan. Anybody who's a longtime listener of the show knows that I am a voice acting nut. And John DiMaggio in this show is Jake is so pitch perfect as this weird best friend, good time having really kind of lazy guy. There's one thing that my wife can, wife and I, because my wife's a big fan of the show too, his little, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his, I've used that on more than one occasion. It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And it's, and it's weird when a cartoon show, that especially another weird thing about the show is it's a very flat animation style. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of detail when you first look at it, especially with the noodly arms. But it's so rich. There's always something going on in the background. And the background stuff isn't just incidental. And it's weird for something that seems that kind of inconsequential to not only have relevance to the show, but also relevance outside of the show. This is a show that you don't think you should be able to quote, but you do. Mm-hmm. Because so much of it feels so natural. That whole, it's fine, it's fine. Everybody has that conversation with a buddy. And mm-hmm. they, they've really tapped into something that despite the really odd shit that goes on in this show, speaks to just the way we relate to each other. I mean, Bubblegum Princess with her with her pseudoscience genius that still laughs at fart jokes. Right, right. As I was going to say, the, uh, like... Ein- Einstein laughed at fart jokes. I yeah, mean, well, I, I, yeah. I, I, nobody can convince me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you bring up, like, uh, how, like, oh, they're, like, have this realistic buddy banter back and forth that you say in real life. It's, like, one of the last... One of the episodes from season three that I just... Finn trying to date Fire Princess. And just the whole... At the end, he lets, you know, she she leaves. And Jake pops up and he's just like... Finn! He's like, where have you been? And he's like, what's wrong? He's like, all of the doves, they're all dead! And he's like, what? They're dead, man! They're all dead! And he's like, oh my gosh! And he goes, no, nah, I'm just kidding. They're fine. And he's like, over and they're all just sitting there just fine. It's like, that. 
it, I feel like on any other show, it's like, well, that was a wasted joke because it, you see that they're fine. It, it's like, but no, that that felt so real, like how a buddy would do it to somebody. What I what oh, I, I love is that I, I I watch a show and I'm like, my God, how do you just how do you write this? Like, how do you get so loose that you I, can just make this happen? I, I heard that Pendleton Ward plays a lot of D and D. Yeah, I saw that in an interview. Oh. I don't know if that has a lot to do with it. It but does. He he said he said they were like, where do you get your ideas? They're crazy. He goes, I play a lot of D and D with friends, and a lot of it just comes out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's beautiful. That. That's really well. That scene's really fantastic. Now that's why I'm waiting for the official Adventure Time. Tabletop. tabletop game where it's like, here's the book, here's how you make a character, here's how you do this, you can make a candy person, you can make a sword, you can make like all these other crazy stuff, you can just like that, that universe is ripe for really customizing. Alright, uh, so to who everybody, to who any, whoever has like an ear of somebody who makes these games, make it, Nerdy Show will play it on the air. <laughs> we'll do it all the time. Absolutely, that's just gonna be what Nerdy Show is from now, we'll change our name to Adventure Time Nerdy Show thing. Well, let's talk about the game that does exist right now. Okay. Uh, hey, Ice King, why'd you steal our garbage? I've, I've played it, it's it's surprising. It's based on a game, a game that you guys probably know. It, it plays exactly like it. Uh, Zelda 2 Link's Quest. <laughs> it, it is a, a modern version of Zelda 2. So it's a, it's a role-playing game. It's a loose action role-playing game. It's got an overworld. It has enemies that you encounter, and those enemies turn into then short um, uh, side-scrolling levels, and it has areas you go through. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Pendleton Ward was a huge creative force in the game. The music is done by Vert, the guy who runs VG Mix. And now I need to play it all that much more. And I, I was looking at the back of this. It seems like it's got a really cool pixel art style to it, too. It, it's, it can be pretty stylized. It looks a lot like the game most of the time. But uh, Is it fully voiced by like the voice actors and everything? There's clips, but no, it's just text on screen most of the time. A lot of, a lot of cameos from characters, lots of great humor. And it's a lot of fun. I will caution, though, I, I beat it in probably six hours. However, you guys um, got to see the case that you can get with this. I the, took some pictures of it. We'll have a link for it on the website. There's, this is there's a collector's edition that uh, I believe is was, aside from the day it came out, almost impossible to find. It is an, a tin in Kyridian box, and it comes with a stylus of a Finn's sword and also a bestiary that's not available in the regular game. It's really, really cool. In playing the game, did it actually make you laugh out loud? Yes. Uh, it's, also, it's also not, I mean, like, I beat it fast, and it's not hard. Uh, there's a new game plus mode. But as far as I can tell, there's nothing different that happens in it. But it's it's totally worth a go if you love Adventure Time, you know. And you, if you're listening to this episode, odds are you love Adventure Time. If you've seen Adventure yeah. Time, odds and, are you love Adventure the, Time. The, if you don't love Adventure Time, no. The the 3D is, is you know, it's good. It makes it more like a, you know, a layered animation piece. There's a lot of great side-scrollers that are coming out that could have just as easily as anything been regular DS games. But they've got, you know, some nice dimension to it. Uh, the new uh, Epic Mickey side-scroller, similarly, a very animated style that the 3D really enhances it visually it's awesome in that respect and i i really enjoyed it i i feel like regardless of of you know having it been a quick a quick playthrough i totally got my money's worth and i had a good time thumbs up also uh, open up that box there's a there's a product in here that i don't know what it is and i'm very excited for actually actually give me the the uh ds cartridge box here it is um there's a there's a little 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 book back here that's got other adventure time licensed stuff there's an Adventure Time Mad Libs, actually, which I want to I want to do that on the show at some point. Maybe that's gotta, how they write it. i got to find a copy <laughs> of it. Uh, but here's the thing. It says, coming soon, get your lump on with Lumpy Space Princess. And it has a picture of her looking really slutty. Oh, and I'm my like, I, God. I don't know what it is. It might be like a dating book or... <laughs> it might be the book she wrote. That she was writing for Turtle Princess. Well, it yeah. looks like it, well, it looks like the it's an advertisement on the back of the little booklet, but it's next to other books, so it looks like it's going to be a book. Yeah, like a little odd shaped lumpy book. I, I kind of hope it's a uh, you know like a hentai style dating sim. <laughs> <laughs> I, I since we're talking about Lumpy Space Princess, 
the we've we've talked about the voice acting a little bit, but Pendleton Ward as Lumpy Space Princess Brilliant. is genius. And the line, oh my god, it's or whatever it's two thousand nine, to this day is one of my favorite lines from that show. <laughs> Even though it is no longer two thousand nine. <laughs> I'm 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 willing to bet this is a book, because on the back it's just it like, looks like a book. In Lumpy Space Princess, she has a speech bubble and it says, Lumping read already. So it's like <laughs> that has to be a book. I don't know what else it would be. I think one of my favorite things related to it was this, that episode where she's writing the book on, you know, on her lumps to make Turtle Princess jealous or or more enamored of her. At the end, uh, she just leaves. She's like, all right, goodbye, and like takes off. Jake can't stand it anymore. He just slams his hands on his legs, and he goes, Lumpy Space Princess, you're wearing garbage for clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so other other stuff about Adventure Time. The Adventure Time comic is great, as we mentioned before. Um, it's totally an essential read. If you love Adventure Time, you should definitely check out the comic. Uh, they're about to conclude the... Uh, Spinoff, limited spinoff miniseries, Marceline, the Scream, uh, Marceline and the Scream Queens. Which I have to give a shout out because webcomic dude, well, I mean, Meredith Grand, who does Octopus Pie, a really longstanding webcomic out there, is the writer and artist of the book. The the entire, all the Adventure Time stuff is all from the internet. Like, yeah. whether it's uh, cover artists or stories, uh, backup stories and all that, it just anybody you've ever seen, like some any art you've ever drooled over on Tumblr, chances are that artist is working on the Adventure Time comic in some way, shape or form. Huh. It's it's true, like Zach Gorman for example, uh, he's uh, he, he's done some uh, some things in the back and um, Tyson Hess is also doing the covers for The Bravest Warriors, another Pendleton Ward property that's got in a comic book. Right, yeah, another another limited series and also we'll, we'll link to Bravest Warriors, it's a great new series by Pendleton Ward that's on Cartoon Hangover on Adult Swim. A little more NSFW yeah, it's it's definitely for the Adult Swim uh, crowd. Also, there's a Fiona and Cake six-issue series starting in January as soon as Marceline the Scream Queens ends. And that is actually done by Natasha... I can't remember her name. The, the, uh, the uh, Adventure Time storyboard artist who created the characters. Oh, is, you mean is, like... From Nat and Penn, the Pokemon. The- exactly. Yeah, that's Nat of Nat and Penn. Yeah, she's she's the creator of the. You know, they were Fiona and Cake were just doodles she did that they got posted online, got really popular, turned into an episode. Uh, we'll link to her Tumblr. There's all kinds of crazy Fiona and Cake stuff on there, and to her Pokemon parody that she right, did with. Yeah, uh, and, and uh, so so she's writing and drawing this book. I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. There is nothing about Adventure Time that isn't absolutely amazing. It's it's algebraic. Totally algebraic. The only thing that isn't amazing is that there isn't more of it. And that, but there is more of it. And that <laughs> anytime I watch the episode with the Jiggler, I get really bummed out. Oh, man. <laughs> I didn't, it was happy. I don't know why everyone gets bummed yeah, out it's about just, it. it's, The episode's a bummer, man. Everybody's had the pet that you just can't, you know, you well, can't and, make well. And, and that's one of those things, like, with the Jiggler, when he, like, gets sick, it's really gross and kind of mm. disturbing. And it's, like, it's just one of those... One of those shows, like they didn't, they didn't do much to visually or audibly represent that, but it gets just emotionally. They were like when you're when the heroes of the story are suddenly going, "What do we do?" Like you suddenly feel like you them, are you're them. panicked. Yeah, you've, you've yeah. been there before. Yeah. It's, it's it's really sad. It's it's kind of like they they took in an infant that they found in the wild, and then like it gets its arms sawn off, and they're like, "Oh fuck!" What? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like coughing up blood. They're like, "We love this baby. We don't know what it's." I don't know. It's just very disturbing. So before we go, we want to give some shout outs to um, everybody who supported us this last month. Uh, during our November support drive, it was the Ghostbusters uh, drive, and Woo. the the goal was you get to support the show, and any um, support you give us lets you actually start, uh, su- well, suggest a haunting for or ghost for the Ghostbusters to bust. This was an interesting situation here because the first time we've done this one, we got two subjects, uh, two pitches were given. There were only only two of them, which I was shocked by because you could have done anything, and uh, they were both really good. Uh, but man, 
There was one of them, and it won by a landslide. That is a Harvey the Hamster's Half Hour of Horror, which was supported by Arceus, Trench 88, Benjamin Britt, Big Bad Shadow Man, Ethan and Caitlin Kruger, Cassie Muldrow, and Berto Elcon. Um, the other one was Haunting of Halifax Harbor, which was started by Mauron and supported by Big Bad Shadow Man. There are also two generous contributions uh, that were not towards either from Stuart Edney and Twomper for a total of $400, which is great because uh, Nerdy Show, the whole network of shows, costs $300 a month in various fees to keep alive. So $400 is A-OK. Thank you for everybody for, for giving up the cash because uh, we, we're just... Glad to hear that somebody's listening to it and somebody is enjoying it. And we're just playing it to have fun. So yeah. If you, guys, if you guys have fun listening, awesome. Yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about Ghostbusters Resurrection. You know, like we've got these guys in the show now uh, and Doug's been on pretty regularly. Basically, whether it discovered us or we discovered them, Ghostbusters Resurrection was brought into the nerdy show fold because of how good it is. And I can't say enough nice things about it because it's great. It's a great show. <laughs> Sweet. And if you haven't checked it out, you really need to. You know, when, when people uh, send us uh, support, you get perks in the mail. You get something new every month. This month, December 2012, the first thing you get is um, it's not it's not any special support drive. It's just just to get what we need to stay alive. But the uh, what what we have to offer this month is a high res download of the poster art for our infamous episode 34, where we discuss Rule 34. Oh, jeez. This is an alternate version of uh, there we, we had a, we ran a contest out of that episode for people sending in original Rule 34 and. Uh, we gave out some posters, and these aren't just you know, we wanted to keep keep it straight. So the people who um, the people who got those posters, those posters are still only available via that contest. This is a censored version of the poster, um, which you can download if you contribute any amount to the show and the network. That's December, and that's if once we hit three hundred, um, it's a it's we're gonna run this like uh, Kickstarter this month. Uh, once we get that minimum goal of three hundred, we'll uh, we'll find another support uh, support item to add to the perks. Because we like you guys. Yeah, like we, we, we don't know what that is yet. And in fact, it might be another reading because we got a message from Cassie Muldrow, which read, just got my support perk email. The Fifty Shades of Grey reading had me laughing so hard out loud at work that people started to look at me strangely. I vote for more stuff like that. Awesome perk. You're welcome, Cassie. So, so it, it could it could happen. We could read some more stuff. Maybe we'll read the uh, the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles script. Oh, or... no. <laughs> yes. <shut> yes. <laughs> it could happen. God, I love being an alien turtle. <laughs> oh, I call I call Schrader. <laughs> Colonel Schrader. <laughs> Colonel Schrader. Yeah, it's bad. I'm yeah, sorry, Colonel Schrader. He sounds like a guy who'd come over and say, Titles, what are you doing? <laughs> this is not a house for you to be in. You're supposed to be in the sewers. You didn't wipe your feet when you came in. What the hell is wrong with you? Cassie Muldrow, when she uh, supported us, she also said, Another vote for Harvey the Hamster. As always, love the podcast, D&D, and Ghostbusters. Have you guys ever considered gaming a White Wolf campaign of some nature? And actually, no, we haven't, but uh, we're working right now on our uh, fan-commissioned via sp- support drive Paranoia XP campaign, and once that's out, we will probably launch another support drive where you, the listener, get to choose what RPG system we do a one-off of. That'll happen someday in the future. Also, uh, uh, Ethan Kruger said, I'm throwing $25 at Harvey the Hamster's Half Hour of co- Horror because it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood and some ghosts got to wreck it. <laughs> <laughs> And Twampa wrote in and said, Nerdy folk, let this monetary support aid the haunting of the unspecified contributors, the lost souls who gave money to a podcast but never specified a purpose for their donation and are doomed to wander the earth until they find a true purpose for their well-meaning monies. Also, if it helps Nerdy FM, that's cool too. Still loving the show, guys. Each show that makes up the Nerdy Show Network is awesome in its own way and many of the same ways. 
Keep up the good work. Keep it real. Watch out for snakes. Don't do drugs. Look both ways. Stop, drop, and roll, and be awesome to one another. Mm-hmm. Rocking the free world, Twomper. Thank you so much, Twomper. Uh, <laughs> it was very Bill and Ted of you. <laughs> <laughs> very epic. And uh, if anybody's wondering what the status of Nerdy FM are, uh, are long... What's the Maligned. right word for it? It's not dead. It's been uh, hibernating, our long hibernating... Um, Comatose. Comatose is good. Uh, nerdy Music Network that we had formerly called 8-Bit FM. More's happening on that front where we were working towards a very specific idea for what the site was going to be like, but it's a little bit beyond our means at the moment. So we're working on doing a soft opening with a more lo-fi version of the site, which we will progressively upgrade. So this does help quite a bit. Thank you, Twomper. As of this episode's recording... We have one contribution so far, and it's from Hugh O'Donnell, who said, Last year's Christmas episode was outstanding. Hat tip to Mark with a C. Mark, of course, covered um, the famous song from Star Wars Holiday Special, What Do You Get a Wookiee for Christmas? When he already has a comb. Yes. Um, So if you want to hear that, you should check out our Life Day Spectacular from last year. It's one of my favorite things we've ever done. Don't necessarily like the memories of being locked in in that room. Well, yeah, it's true. It's a very, the whole thing was massively emotionally scarring. And um, book came out nice though. The actual podcast itself, it's it's good. Everything else that happened, all all the the events documented therein, really, really, really uh, mentally deteriorating. It really <laughs> wrecked me. We'll see if I have any more flashbacks this year. Hopefully not. <laughs> also, I'd like to announce that we have we have some new items in the in the Nerdy Show store. What we, we have uh, three pieces of glassware. We have a D and D pint glass, a D and D shot glass, and a Nerdy Show pint glass with a new style logo that's sort of a ransom of various pop culture um, iconographic uh, letters. They come in pints? You can get wasted in style. Yes. Get, get your drink on. <laughs> and but there's, there's a, a recipe that Kristen, our culture correspondent and leader of the Gazetteers, created for us. It's called the Eldritch Blast Bomb Recipe. You take a three-fourths pint, any IPA or Pilsner beer, any beer as long as it's not too dark, two-thirds shot Doritos Cool Ranch Vodka, Talk about that in a second. Okay. And uh, a third <laughs> shot of whiskey. You, you add the Cool Ranch vodka and whiskey to a shot glass, pour the beer into a pint glass, um, and uh, let it settle. Then drop the shot glass into the beer and chug. Now, the Cool Ranch vodka, why you take a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos, 16 ounces of vodka, and uh, you put them in a container together, let it sit for an hour, strain the Doritos, and voila. Apparently it works. She's tried it. So Sounds risky, but it might pay off. It might pay well, off. Well, it is Cool vodka Ranch. Vodka very expensive, so... We can afford to kill some vodka trying. <laughs> we'll we'll, uh, we'll see if we uh, maybe can uh, drink some of those during a recording of D&D someday. But uh, probably not the forthcoming uh, book finale because uh, we Six need to have our wits about marathon. us. <laughs> the more I drink, the longer D&D lasts. <laughs> yeah, the better it gets. <laughs> Check those out at nerdyshow.com slash store. More stuff to come. Um, thank you so much for listening. Listen to us talk about Adventure Time. Uh, want links to any of the things you heard us talk about it's on this episode's page and uh, if you liked what you heard please support us and you can maybe get a microsode yourself all you got to do is pass the threshold of a hundred dollars uh, for wherever it is in the month you know 100 200 if you're that person we will reward you for your ten- tenacity even if you just donated like 25 cents and it just boop, bumped it over well, you can actually a dollar is the minimum that's just the way the system even works. if you just it's donate like a dollar which is like 25 it, cents if you would have four you, of them if you donate just a, if you do just a dollar you get everything in the perks anyway. So like it's you get there's no there's no wrong way to give us a dollar. Yeah. 
Holla, holla. Yeah, it's true. So taking us out, we're going to have the main title theme from Hey Ice King, Why'd You Steal Our Garbage? It's, it's, uh, it's awesome. It starts with the Adventure Time opening that you know and love and then slams right into a song specifically about the plot of the game. Uh, it's awesome. And uh, I believe it's by Vert. I could be wrong because it's the title theme. Maybe it's maybe it's not by Vert, but we'll have correct credits in the uh We'll see if we can contact Vert. I know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll find out. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Bye, I'm Cap. I'm Tony. Josh. I'm Doug. Later. Adventure! <laughs> One, two, three, go. Thank, Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Nerdy Show. Nerdy Show is brought to you by a comic shop, Nerdapalooza, and the Oviedo branch of Play and Trade. If you have questions or comments, please feel free to send them to info at nerdyshow.com. For more episodes of Nerdy Show, Dungeons and Doritos, comics, videos, and more, go to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show podcasts via the iTunes store. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Nerdy Show or friend us on Facebook. If you enjoyed what you heard, support Nerdy Show by telling a friend, or better yet, give us your money by visiting the Nerdy Show store and picking up a t-shirt or donate directly to cool nerdy perks. I'm a buff baby who can dance like a man. Yeah. Shake him my fanny, I can shake him my can. Uh, tough tootin' baby. Yeah, I'm a tough tootin' baby who will punch, punch all your buns. buns. I will punch all your buns. I will punch all your buns. If you're an evil witch, I will punch you for fun. Making pancakes, making bacon pancakes, <laughs> making pancakes, making bacon pancakes. We can literally just go around table, just quote for 15 minutes. <laughs> Baby! <laughs> Lorraine is hot like pizza supper. A fly landed on my pie. Bye-bye. <laughs> he can have it. <laughs> Flies want it, they can have it.